entrance hem, do not be afraid. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A warm welcome to St. Bride's Church today for the celebration of morning mass, which is of course the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of the Burns. Welcome to Agnes and Fraser and Erin. Welcome also to Laura, uh, Sharon, Francis and Mark too. Welcome to all friends of the family who have joined us uh, for the mass today and especially uh, Derek's friends in the fellowship. It's very unreal for everyone to be here in the church uh, for this funeral of Derek today. As you know, his death came suddenly, and it was the last thing that all of us expected. None of us could have ever imagined in this sunny day uh, in June we would be gathering here for Derek's funeral. Derek was very conscious always of his spiritual journey through life, and this journey itself led him to recovery, to healing and peace, uh, a spiritual journey which opened up himself to himself too. It was also a journey in which he was able, as you know, to help many other people and truly to save other people's lives. In this journey, he discovered new depths to his belief and his love of God in his life. So today we gather uh, to thank God for Derek's life all that has meant uh, to many people and the great peace and blessings that have been brought through his life to so many too. We pray for all who seek consolation in this place, uh, for all family and friends. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. 
May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant, Derek, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him. Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Francis. This is a reading from the book of Numbers. The Lord spoke to Moses and said to, to, to Aaron and his family, This is how to bless the children of Israel. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May our Lord uncover his face and bring you peace. This is the word of the Lord. Joy and glory. 
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. May God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ send you grace and peace. I never stop thanking God for all the graces you have received through Jesus Christ. I thank him that you have enriched in so many ways, especially in your teachers and preachers. The witness to Christ has indeed been strong amongst you, so that you will not be without any of the gifts of the Spirit while we are waiting for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed, and he will keep you steady and without blame until the last day, because God, by calling you, has joined you to his Son, Jesus Christ, and God is faithful. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, so that they may always see the glory you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Father, righteous one, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you have sent me. And I have made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love with which you loved me may be in them and so that I may be in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Over 20 years, Derek was a regular visitor to myself here in the parish. I suppose you could say, in a certain way, I was his spiritual advisor. I heard his confession regularly and joined him in his journey of recovery, healing, and his personal search for peace in his life. He made great progress on the journey, even though he wasn't always conscious of it. He would be the first to admit his brokenness, his inner struggles, and his lack of ability to find stability in his life. He had a great belief in the power of confession, the sacrament of reconciliation, and the healing of this sacrament, and often sought out that particular grace and that moment. There was something in that moment itself where he was able, he thought, to meet the mercy of God, start again, pick himself up, uh, and that belief that there could be healing and peace for him. He worked extremely hard in the programme of recovery, read widely, sought advice, joined groups all over the world of like-minded people who were getting well and on programmes of recovery and healing. He was relentless, took the programme seriously, read, tried to understand his own moods, 
the shortcomings, his own brokenness, and to hand it all over, to really surrender his will and his life to the one that he believed was his higher power. For many decades, uh, he helped people like himself into recovery. He was not just interested in people getting off drink or addictions. He was interested in people getting well again spiritually and physically. The programme and living the programme was essential uh, for him and for them with honesty and sincerity, and it had, had to be worked at. I know personally that there are countless people who are indebted to him. Many people that he has helped are here today. He made himself free and available to people all over the place, near and far. People found in him wisdom, but also honesty that was invaluable. He said it how it was, and people sometimes didn't like it, but they came to see how important that was. He had his demons, things that tortured him, but through belief in God, he sought to put these demons to flight, even although they never quite left him. No one could ever have predicted what was to happen. A dramatic turn in the road took place in the journey. Suddenly it came to an end. The path that he'd taken suddenly ran out. There was nothing to warn anyone, nothing that anyone could have seen, and he just slept away. The God of his understanding, as they say in the programme, called time in his life. It didn't seem a significant moment. It was a day like any other day. It all just came to a halt. I think of him that he may have smiled at the irony of all of this, For his part, uh, the journey itself, with all the books, didn't really matter. There was no one to advise him, no one to talk it through with him. He just had to leave everything behind and follow when the Lord called. There was no time to pack. There was just the moment itself to go. It was the ultimate and final act of handing your whole life over to him. Today's Mass, uh, the readings remind us of blessings in life. The first reading speaks of the blessings, and then the second itself speaks of the blessings that come through people, especially those who have been our teachers and guides. God blesses our life, as we know, in so many different ways. In his positive moments, and when he wasn't weighed down with things, when the clouds parted, Derek could see the light breaking through and those blessings that had been given in life. There were so many signs for him along the way, good things that happened to him, and good things that came through him to others, his own recovery, but also the recovery and healing of others too. The programme itself that he was engaged in has its key foundation as finding God of our understanding and handing your life over to him. This is the bedrock of every spiritual life and every spiritual journey. And he took this part very seriously indeed and gathered together all the wisdom that could drive him on. His faith was strong and he encouraged others to find that faith in life too.
Just a few words about Derek's life by way of reflection uh, for you today. Born on the 9th of November 1960, his parents Francis and Mary had four siblings. His parents died relatively young. He brought up in Glasgow and then eventually made his way out here. Attended St Peter's Primary School and Trinity High School here, uh, neighbouring us. Had an assortment of work and jobs in his life. Steelworks, Direct Line Insurance, TSB Bank, HSBC First Direct and the Jericho Benedictines as an addiction worker. Early on he went to night school and got uh, his O-level in English, I think, and I think that it was there that he met yourself, Agnes. Uh, Agnes tells me that he got his O-level and she didn't. I think it didn't really help the fact that Agnes had used a pencil in the exam paper. Surely that was marks off. In their life together, they lived in the Elsa Tower, Dean's Avenue, were married in St Anthony's in 1989, and of course, those two big ones at the front, uh, Fraser and Erin, came along, Fraser in 1991 and Erin in 1996. He had interests himself, as you probably know. He was a very accomplished boxer in his day, helped to train others, had qualifications, and helped to set up a local group here in the town, which still exists to this day, and they are indebted to him. He liked people, and he always uh, liked to work uh, with people. Uh, he was always good uh, with dealing, people, dealing with people. And he particularly enjoyed the work with the addiction uh, and gave his whole heart uh, to that work. I always say, uh, I always used to say to him that he was very lucky. He was very lucky to have Agnes. I call Agnes St. Agnes. She was so patient, so understanding of Derek. I used to say to him, you know, De uh, Derek, there were two moons in the sky when you met Agnes. God knows that what he was doing, bringing the both of you together. His children, of course, were the world to him, and he would like me to remind them of that today, of his great love for them. Family life always has its ups and downs. It always does. But he taught them that amazing power of discussing, sharing things, and loving one another. In nature, as you probably know, he could be very fiery. Do you know that? <laughs> it didn't take much for him to fly off the handle. I suppose many of us, including myself, got an email or a letter telling us that he was very unhappy in the strongest of terms. To be followed up a few months later, a few weeks later, by an apology when he calmed down. He had strong views about things, especially about the way that the programme itself would be conducted, and to express these views, as you know, in a very forthright manner. He always warned against ego. He was unyielding, sticking to the book and the 12-step programme. God can be found everywhere and anywhere. It's a great, simple insight in life, and Derek himself held to this. God was in his life, and he'd found him. And he was in the gentle unfolding of his life and his journey through life. 
he had found him. But of course, the real truth was that God was never far away in the first place. It was just that whatever happened to him in his life, it was as if Derek had opened his eyes and he saw him in everything, which was, of course, right. At the end of the Mass uh, today, uh, son Fraser will say a few words in appreciation of his dad's life. There's so much to be thankful for Derek's life today, for the help that he gave to many, for the fact that he rescued many people from drowning, that he stuck with people on their path of recovery, for the example that he gave uh, in sticking to the programme and growing in that life, and for the wise words that he was able to give, and for his faithfulness to people who were like himself, and for the long years in which he and Agnes had a married life together, stuck together through thick and thin, and worked hard at those vows, and for the fatherly love that he showed to Fraser and Erin, and simply being a friend to many. So many blessings as the readings uh, remind us today. In the end, we ask for one final blessing uh, for Derek, for peace, that ultimate peace that Derek always yearned for. There was always something that was restless about him, but may God grant him peace at the end of his journey through life. Come now to the offertory of today's Mass. I invite those that are on the offertory to bring the gifts down from the back of the church.
pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so, with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, and before you, without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what did you fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all clergy. Remember your servant, Derek, whom you've called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who is united with it, your son in a death like his, may also be one with him in his resurrection. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant our peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. You're very welcome to come forward for Holy Communion if you don't feel able to go to Communion then just to place your hand on your breast if you'd like a blessing uh, again just come forward in the procession uh, and uh, as you approach us I'll give you a blessing uh, if you don't want to receive Communion or a blessing today then please just remain seated uh, where you are
God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey. Mercifully granted strengthened by it, our dear brother may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. I remember when I was a boy, my dad would sit down in my room with me and would just talk about stuff. We'd talk about anything from the dangers of drugs to concepts like shame or temptation or even just stories from his own childhood. He called these little chats life learning sessions. One thing he said to me a few times that stuck out in my mind was one day Fraser I'll tell you my story. From that, I'm surmising that he was referring to the path that led to him getting sober. I gather that he saw that as the defining story of his life. But the story I saw was of the second half of his life, the story of him as a father. And that's the story I would like to shine a light on at this time. We all knew my dad in some way, we all saw and experienced different angles of who he was. And the angles you experienced of him will have shaped the feelings that you're sitting with here today. 
You might be experiencing regret or guilt or despair at his loss. You may even feel some form of resentment for things left unsaid or unresolved. Personally, I've experienced them all at one time or another growing up with my dad. But he also gave me the tools to alleviate those troubles, those concerns. The most transformative of which I would say is gratitude. And so I'd like to give thanks for the following traits of which my dad was a model to me. He was an honest man. He told me the truth even when I didn't want to hear it. We're talking about a man who would give me a hug and then once the hug broke would tell me straight-faced, there's an odour coming from you, Fraser. (laughs) He listened to me. He cared what I thought, whether it was about him or not, and encouraged me to express myself instead of bottling things up. He gave me the space to do that, even if he saw things differently than I did, which could often be the case. He could also admit when he'd got it wrong, as Father Morton said. He had a great capacity to self-reflect after the dust had settled and the humility and the trust to be able to say sorry as a parent. He led by example in that respect, and that's no small thing. I'd like to return to the, the gift of gratitude in closing, as I feel it can be a real remedy in this current circumstance. I remember talking with my mother last week about how we don't deal with death particularly well in our culture and this kind of society. Too often we're drawn into despair over what we've lost, what we can't have anymore. We can be tortured by the things that we think we didn't say enough before it was too late. I can see that same compulsion in myself sometimes, you know, wishing for more than I had. One's too many and a thousand's never enough, I can hear my dad say. And I think regret and guilt are agents of that same compulsion, that yearning. But I also think gratitude is the elixir to it, the prevention and the cure. And when I open myself up to that, I feel I resonate deeper and closer to the bigger picture, a picture of which my dad is now a part So whatever your creed or concept of life and existence may be, there's the common intuition I think we all share of something beyond the material, beyond what we can simply see and touch. And whatever it was, that spirit, that soul, that energy that animated my dad's physical being, I don't believe it's just gone or lost. It's just beyond. There's an understanding in physics that Energy doesn't just disappear. It simply changes form. So I don't think it's unreasonable to believe that Derek's spirit, my dad's spirit, isn't gone. It's just got another job to do. So I'm going to trust him to get on with it and simply thank him for the job that he did being myself and Erin's dad. Thank you, Dad. Go gently. Thank you. Very well delivered too. Thank you. 
this morning at the morning mass, uh, there was a story in the Old Testament about Elijah and Elisha. Elijah is a prophet and Elisha is his disciple. Uh, and Elijah's got all the wisdom and all the kind of the, the things, the gifts and everything like that. And so it comes this kind of point in the story where Elijah has to go to heaven and Elisha asks for a, a share in his wisdom uh, and whether he'll give him his cloak uh, to wear. Uh, and uh, so he does go up to heaven and Elisha gets the wisdom and all the all the, the blessings I was thinking about that as you were uh, speaking today because uh, uh, Derek's got lots of wisdom so I think he's kind of passed it on to you he's given you his cloak please stand for the final prayers
is great.